Spurs fans, welcome back to another Spurs and Salsa. I'm your host, JD, and returning, we call you special guest, we call you Hall of Fame Spurs and Salsa host, what do we call you? I was going to say I don't care, but I like the sound of Hall of Fame. <laughs> founder, OG, maybe? Founder, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm cool with that. The co-founder of Spurs and Salsa co-founder. is back to... Probably to take his victory lap. Introduce yourself. It's Joshy Spees. Joshy Spees. Damn it. And also with us, as always, the one and only Mouse. What's going on, world? Well, you know, before we, we, yeah, I was gonna say I know we'll get into it in a minute, but I tried to, I tried to. We we record this Wednesday night. Usually do every weekend. Uh, I tried to try to trick Josh into thinking it was Thursday because I did not want to jump on this podcast with them today. Oh, is that what that whole Thursday thing was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you would somehow just miss it. Maybe something would come up. or. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he made it. And uh, before we get into football, because I think that's going to be the bulk of this discussion, we have a, a trade to talk about with the Spurs. Um, the Spurs do keep losing. They fought hard against the Suns, and Devin Booker closed it out. I don't know if he was motivated by the Coyote or not, but he uh, he went for 48 points. So I, I don't think the Spurs won a game since last time we recorded. If I think that's correct. But uh, how do we feel? First of all, Mouse, I'm gonna give you. I don't want to give you props. You didn't. You didn't call it, but you wanted Forbes off the roster so Primo could take his minutes. Uh, for those that don't know, Brent Forbes got traded in a three-way trade with uh, Denver and Boston. Uh, Forbes is going to Denver. The Spurs get – what's his name again? Juanito. Juanito? Juancho. Juancho. Juancho, that's right. And a second-round pick for Brent Forbes. Uh, before Josh chimes in, I want to hear Mouse. What what are your thoughts on Forbes being a rental and he's already gone? Well, you you may not, or we may not want to say it, but it seems like the Spurs front office are in tank mode. Like they're, I mean, giving them away for peanuts. You know, I, I want to say we could do something, could have gotten something better out of the trade. Like I like the idea. Forbes? Yes. I don't even think Bryn Forbes' mom would expect. That wow. <laughs> I, I I would expect you to say something like that. Jamie. I mean, it's Bryn Forbes. I mean. Yeah, but he were getting calls. It seems like there was more than just Denver interested in him. And of of the three teams, he's the best player that's being moved, and we probably got the the worst end of it. And, you know, I, I hear people talking, oh, we got picks. Oh, we got a 2028 20, pick. Second round. That, that's so far down the road. But you were. And it's. Last week, last episode, you were literally begging the Spurs to give Primo his minutes. And now he's gone. And Primo's probably going to get those minutes. Yeah. And, and I'm. They accomplished and I'm, your goal. They, you, I'm, you I'm happy with. Uh, I'm happy with that if. That's the best we could we could get for him. 
So if that's all we could get for him, then cool. I, I like it. But I don't want people talking about Spurs did this magic and they, you know, they're getting these picks and all this and that. I mean, we, we got we got shafted in the deal, right? We're getting primo pick, primo minutes. Oh that's God. the that's that's the best thing about it. But other than that, I mean, Wancho's never gonna will hardly ever see the court, right? He's another big man. He plays a three or four. He's not gonna see. He, I mean, he's not, he's don't go out and buy a jersey. He'll be gone right after this year, and we got a twenty twenty eight pick. Couldn't do next year twenty twenty eight. Second round, again, I trust. if I trust the organization, that's the best we can do. Okay, good. I like the move, but I just feel like we left a little bit on the table. Josh, I'm going to let you go first. I don't, I don't really know where I land. It's hard to tell what the motivation for the trade was. To two mouse's point, we didn't really get anything. Now, if the entire point of the trade was just move them to give minutes away, I I like the idea that Primo gets minutes, but outside of that, I don't understand. Why did we sign him in the first place? What They signed him because they didn't know what they were getting with Primo right away, right? So they, they're thinking Primo's probably going to spend the year in Austin. We need, we need someone to space the floor while we wait. Lo and behold, Primo's better than they thought. They hear Spurs and Salsa, and Mouse, <laughs> Mouse, Mouse wants Primo to get those. I mean, you literally, this is literally what you asked for. And they say, all right, well, he was a three-month rental. Let's get him off the books. Let's make sure we take a contract that we can get off the books this summer. You get a pick, who cares, like more ammo, whatever. But it opens it up for Primo. You keep your cap flexibility for this summer, and you get a guy with a cool name for a few weeks or months. <laughs> this is—I mean, I don't understand what you think the market would be for a Bryn Forbes. <laughs> I mean, I, I would feel better if it was like a uh, 23 first round, twenty twenty-eight. But again, the the whole point is to get him gone so you can get those minutes opened up, which is what. Again, you asked for. You're at, this at, was the mouse trade. Not again. If Spurs organization, everybody's saying this is the best we can get. Well, hey, okay, I'm happy with it. But it's almost this like just let Bryn Forbes, can. just let Bryn Forbes sit on the bench. I mean, why, why do it? For you're either gonna sit him on the bench and not get anything, or you get a pick, and you don't have a disgruntled player just sitting there. Uh, they already have one of those. Yeah, they have. That, yeah, exactly. They're ruining that man's career. And you just asked them to do that with Bryn. Yeah. Again, like I said, I don't understand how I, I can keep saying it. I'm not going to praise him on on getting a 2028 pick and a guy that's not going to be on the team next year for Bryn Forbes. It's if if that's the best, then okay, cool. I'm I'm happy with it. But it's, I'm sure it's uh, the best. I'm sure they didn't say no, 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 guys. We don't want LeBron James. Give us the 2028 second round. Like, but well, you couldn't get anything it's else. The best. It's I don't think Forbes. it was. I don't think it you was. You think they turned down better deals? Just I mean, what, what's the no? I don't think that? they. I, I think I think we're the little brothers of the league. I think people punk us. I think they take advantage of us. Wait, so your your position is our front office gets punked? Yes. Really? What evidence? It's 
It's probably the best front office in sports the last. I, and I would years. agree with. I would I would agree with that. I have no problem agreeing with that. But it's like who's it, we're we continue to say we're a small market. We're not winning. They're like, hey, we'll just give them whatever. Give them a twenty twenty eight. They'll be happy. Yeah, for Bryn Forbes. You were ready to bench. You're two minutes ago. You just said just bench him and don't ever play him. It has nothing to do with Bryn Forbes, and it has everything to do with Primo. So then they right now, push- Bryn Forbes is a way better player than Primo. If we were contending, I would say sit Primo. Let's make a run and play Bryn. Okay. But but we're not. So since we're not and we're in tank mode, might as well just let him sit. Or get a pick for him for for nothing. Okay. A twenty twenty eight pick. There, are, you're you agree with the front office, but you just don't want to say you agree with like no no goal, no. Everything out of your mouth as far as goals is exactly what they did and what they're trying to do, but you just I I don't know I don't understand your point of view. honestly. I, I it, it goes it it goes to the fact that I think we could have gotten more. Okay. That's it. That, that, that's what it boils down to. And if we can't, I'll keep saying it. If we can't. And they exhausted every option and couldn't get anything else, then cool. We we, we made a trade. But I'm not applauding them for it. It's not like we can sit here and talk about it, but it's not it's not much. I'll applaud it because they accomplished everything that you wanted. They got a free pick out of the deal. Cool. I don't I don't want to hear people talk about picks. You want me to read you our second round picks the past few years? Let me read them to you. Wee's camp obviously this year and Trey Jones. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back before that. Second rounds, Quandry Witherspoon, Me Too, Metu, Blossom okay. Game, Caddy, Lalane, Jordan, yeah. McRae, then Deshaun Thomas, Marcus Denman. It's a second round pick, bro. It's yeah, yeah. They Again, they gave us nothing. Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes. All we really got, all we got is primo minutes and some okay. cap space Stop. for next year. Yeah. Boom, you're exactly right. There you go. Yeah. And I'm great with that. For a player that averages nine points and one assist a game, you're absolutely right. And that's why I applaud them. And when Primo is on the main roster, when both of you guys said, hey, he should probably get minutes since we're tanking, and they accomplished that for, for nothing. Like, they didn't give up anything. Everything, every one of their goals, they accomplished with a trade for a Bryn Forbes. You're right. The tw- the second round pick might be something. It might be a Trey Jones, and it might not. But they signed Bryn Forbes in the offseason when they didn't have to, and they got a free second round pick out of it. They still have the same cap space going into the summer. You'll, you'll be darn near 50 when that second round pick comes around. Okay. Calm down. We're not all that old. <laughs> but to your point, the important thing is they still have the cap space and there's minutes for Primo. Yeah, the, the draft pick's just icing on the cake. It's just like, yeah, whatever. That's cool. It might turn into something. It might not. I don't know. Chances are it's not, but yeah. Okay. And that's the end. I mean, that's the back end of the deal. The The real prize is getting Primo minutes, which is exactly what you and Josh – I mean, both you and Josh said – You'd rather him on the main roster. Yeah. He, and then when I, I asked which minutes you give him, you said, oh, Bryn Forbes. Give him Bryn Forbes minutes. Poof. They listen to the Spurs and Salsa. They listen to you. 
had to be it's you because the, the rumors didn't come out until after you said that. So, I mean, I was here. I agreed with him. It could be a combination. Okay, yeah. combination. I just thought I, I honestly thought you'd be taking your victory lap right now. Like they, no. they, they did it. They did what I asked. Only you I'm, could find fault in what you wanted. No, see, it's it's but, not. You can't like give me a little bit and then think it's like everything. It's not. It's not what I'm asking for. It's exactly, like I want pretty. Your entire argument, I think, Mouse, is you think we could have gotten more. We don't know Absolutely. if we could have gotten more. So, I mean, at and this if we point, can't, we, we got what we got. But, but you say yeah. if we can't, then cool. I applaud it. But, I mean, you, yeah. you'll never know. So, at this point, yes, we have exactly. primo minutes and we have cap yeah. space. So, yeah. in 2028, Pop's likely not going to be here anymore. We're going to be a whole different team by then. Oh, not choosing to be ecstatic and, like, flip out and say it's, like, some great move by the front office. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just like indifferent. No, no. I'm excited. No. I'm excited for I'm you guys. A... I'm excited for Primo. I think they're somewhere between ecstatic and indifferent. Like, just yeah. cool. You, Good move. Like, well, I was the one that was okay with him in Austin. I'm more ecstatic for you guys. And I also think it's good for Primo. I, I do think that was the correct move. It's just funny that you almost to a T, this is what you asked for. And then you got it. You could ask for a hundred dollars right now, and I would give it to you. And you'd be like, and if you gave me like a dollar, I wouldn't be like happy. You want me to like do cartwheels because ask for a hundred like, and you gave me a dollar? This hundred's crinkled. No, but if he gave you a hundred dollars and a twenty twenty eight pick, yeah. Now we're talking a dollar and a twenty twenty eight pick. No, hundred dollars because you got exactly what you wanted. Those right now. <laughs> Go jump on my bed. It's funny because oh, you said man. I would rather you just sit Forbes. It's the same outcome. It's just a free draft pick. Yeah, if you sit for we're, we're in the same boat at the end of the season, minus the second round pick in 2028. Exactly. We we don't have Forbes anymore, and Primo got the minutes anyways. It's almost like you got exactly what you wanted, but you're insulted by the bonus. The, the, the bonus. The you're you wanted a cake, and they put a little too much frosting for your for your, or it's not expensive frosting. I'll say no, like uh, no lie. I don't. If I eat a cake, I don't like the frosting. So <laughs> see, <laughs> maybe I'm a just of a guy. I mean, Josh is staying. Cut from the same cloth. Mouse last week. Oh, just give him Primo's minutes. Primo, or, or give him Forbes minutes. I'm sorry. He gets traded. This is some BS. I'm not a So is this, what, is this what gets you excited? Like, is this where we've come to as Spurs fans? Like, we're excited that we got a guy named Wancho and a twenty and a, a second round pick like six years down, seven years down the road. Is that is that, is that what excites us right now? No, no. I'm excited for the... For the same thing that you wanted last a week ago is Primo's minutes. That's what I'm excited for. I'm just having fun with the fact that you're choosing to not be excited for what you asked for. I wish oh. I had the. I wish I was a good enough producer where I could clip last week's that part where you said that you wanted him to have Forbes minutes and just place it right here. I wish I was that good, but I guess this is more of a commercial for. If you didn't listen last week, <laughs> go back and listen. I want Primo to get minutes. I'm not changing that. It would be just like Rick James on Chappelle show. No, I had to put my feet on Eddie's couch. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we got it. punked for him. That's it. And it's not okay. something I'm going to be like stoked about. A 2028 pick and Wancho. We got the worst of the two brothers. There's a better brother out there. I just, the way you value Forbes from week to week is astounding. Last week, you want him to sit. This week, you're like, what? That's all we can get for him? 
Yeah, exactly. That's there's, that's I don't. There's, I don't think there's a difference there. We're sitting okay. on again because we're tanking, and we want okay. to play Primo. And I and I agree with that. I think they have made a decision to to tank. How do you? Well, let's move on. I'm sure we're just talking in circles now. How do you feel, Josh? First, how do you feel about the direction of what this trade means? I think we've kind of discussed it last week and when I was saying I agreed with Mouse is this season's not going anywhere. You, I don't like the term tanking, but that aside, we're not winning games. We're not winning anything this season. I don't mind just throwing everybody out there to see what we got. I don't know that we're winning anything next season without some kind of splash superstar coming in in some type of trade, but I, but we're Spurs fans. We root for the Spurs. I don't... Um, are you this okay? Season, I guess, are you I'm okay, okay with, the, with Are you okay with them kind of I, I, there's no other word but tank, right? Trading Forbes, you know, Mouse's favorite player kind of signifies like, all right, we're looking to the future. We're officially not fighting for a playoff spot. If we get one, great. But right now we are we are tanking, so to speak. Are you okay see, with this front office making this decision? I, when I hear the word tanking, I think people losing intentionally to get a number one draft pick. I think there's a difference between that and us looking to the future and we're going to try to win some games, but we probably won't. And we're going to develop our younger players. I, I think there's a, a difference yeah. between true tanking and a, acknowledging that we're probably not going to win anything this year. So let's build for the future. Well, um, I guess, I guess tanking in the sense of, okay, Bryn Forbes is a really good player, according to Mouse. He's worth more than a 2028 second-round pick. <laughs> but he is better than Primo right now. I give Mouse that. So you you temporarily got worse. I guess that's, that's a s- small form of tanking. And the reason this team can't tank even more is because, I mean, to your credit, Josh, they are playing all the young guys. They want to make sure that they're still fighting and – they're also getting film on you know who they are and who they aren't. So it sounds like you're okay with the direction, and I agree with you 100. Um, percent I think we have the fifth worst record right now. So even a subtle move as you know Forbes gone and letting Primo, you know, cook in the league. It's subtle, but it could make the difference of keeping us within the top five, top six of the draft uh mouse what are your thoughts now that i would call this are uh, you you said it first kind of the official okay we're yeah we're gunning for the tank we're the draft i'm good i i i like it i i want to see us see what we have we came into the season after we had this big fat salary cap i mean salary all this extra salary cap we couldn't really spend it we came in and we said okay Let's see what we have, right? Let's see what our young guys are all about. And so I'm all for giving all these young guys all the minutes as most as much as possible okay. so we can use this season to evaluate. Okay. So we're, we're all in agreement there. We like where we're at. Not like, but we're okay with the direction yeah. of the franchise. Yeah, it's not shocking. We knew, I mean, yeah. knew coming in, this is what this season was going to be about. So just for the tank, no tank narrative, Everybody 
there's been a lot of talk, especially, you know, Spurs fans, Spurs Twitter, that you don't want to be stuck in what they were calling purgatory, right? Where you're close to the playoffs, but you're not getting in because you're not getting high draft picks. On paper, it sounds right, right? Like you need a top five pick. You need a top 10 pick. So I went back and I did, uh, I took last year's all NBA players. So there's three all NBA teams. So there's 15 players total. So the 15 best players last year, try to guess what their average draft position was. Hmm. Where would you 17. Okay. I feel like you're asking it because it's a, yeah. kind of a trick answer. So I'm going to go higher, mid okay. mid to late round, 17 to 19. Okay. Mouse? Um, Where do you draft an all-pro? Low 20s. No, you guys – no, it's 12. 12, okay. Ah. <laughs> I was doing what Josh was doing. I thought you were trying well, to – Well, because it seemed like a trick. Like, and I was like, okay, who went yeah. top five the last For- year? And- for the I'm thinking record, of who's probably... going off right now, like John Moran, people like that, like who's who's playing well, but yeah, I, I psyched myself John, out. Yeah. John Moran's like a number two or three pick. Yeah, that's so why I was avoiding those picks. Yeah, I probably would have so guessed like five to ten if I did, if I didn't try to trick trick myself. Okay, Sorry. so you're you're closer, Mouse. So twelve is the average, which is where, funny enough, that's where the Spurs have picked the last two years. Maybe Primo, maybe Vassell become an All Pro. All NBA player, but Jokic was like the number forty-one pick. He skews the scale a little too much. If you remove him, the average position that position is eight. So I'm gonna lean more towards eight, just because Jokic is such an outlier. You know what I mean? Anyone you know that studies statistics, if there's an outlier that bad, you take it out. So and anywhere between 12 and 8 is the average draft position for an all-NBA player from last year. So for those that are so hardcore about tanking, you don't have to get in the top five. Yeah, it makes it easier, but math doesn't lie. So where they've been picking already is around the average of an all-NBA player. If they end up sticking around and picking – in the top five, top eight, even better. But I just want to throw those numbers out there. I'm not trying to prove a point so much, though. So much more than just saying you don't have to get the number one overall pick to get an all-NBA player. Um, you just have to but, draft a well. Yeah. Now, it would, it would be nice, right? We have a, a great front office, good at picking, evaluating talent. If you give them a top three pick, your chances of landing a franchise-changing player seems pretty high. So that does excite me. Before we move on from the Nuggets, I'm sorry, from the Nuggets, from the Spurs and NBA in general, just a quick note. The Spurs got a new minority owner, the owner of Airbnb. More Austin people. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Austin. Really? Yeah. I think he's from, he's actually from like Atlanta. Never mind. But um, there seems to be a lot of young money, tech money flowing into the, to the Spurs. Uh, and I guess that makes sense why they're getting a new practice facility. So I would just expect the Spurs to have some more cash to throw around. 
again, the NBA has a salary cap, so I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean uh, for the for the roster. Although they could probably break into the luxury tax now, and some of these owners wouldn't mind. But um, you're going to see more money and, and tech and things of that nature thrown around the Spurs. I always like when there's a new minority owner because certain fan base, you know, in San Antonio, we're always programmed to think that we're we're the little brother. Of course, right away, people think, oh, they're moving. They're moving to Vegas. <laughs> pack pack it up. But uh, they're, one, he's a minority owner. Two, Michael Dale has invested a lot, and he's an Austin, he's an Austin guy. And three, they're breaking ground on a brand new practice facility. For those Cowboy fans, it's kind of like their version of the star. So I don't think they would be doing that. Now, if they halt production on that, then I would get worried. Where's that going to be? Do you know? By the rim. Oh, they're by the rim. So uh, I'd imagine that's where most of the Spurs live. If they don't live downtown, they probably live in that area. So closer to them of course that's where a lot of the money in town's moving to so makes a lot of sense that's where i'm gonna move well Bryn forbes won't be there <laughs> but the 2028 second round pick he might he might hey uh, i saw something on facebook today kind of random spurs note and i wanted to ask y'all if it's uh if y'all saw it one and is it recent or it was kind of an old old article um maybe it was essay current they posted something or someone shared something about Lonnie Walker buying a house. Did y'all really? see that? No, I didn't. But that I was trying I was trying to find a date on it um on the article but I couldn't. So it was kind of it, it just kind of stood out to me. I was wondering if it was recent. That that would be super interesting. Um and said he spent like 6 months trying to find it. But it could be an old article, so don't hold me to it. Maybe something. Nope, could it's new. I just googled yes. Lonnie Walker and SA Current says he bought a five hundred and forty-four thousand dollar home. There you go. That's so that's very interesting. Yeah, that's a neat fact. Yeah, because I mean, I know last when, week I wanted to give Primo his minutes, but I guess they listened to Mouse more than me. Maybe he knows something something yeah. we don't. Because that, that's a good tidbit. You're right, and it came on Express News, SA Current, so. It's a very nice looking house. I'd imagine so. <laughs> and I think it's out there in like, Lacantara area. When you said yep. the rim, it kind of reminds me. Yeah, look at that. We're, we're, just, we're just full of great ideas. <laughs> so you can see uh, we're breaking the news. Lonnie is going to re sign and we'll be a spur next year. Okay, yeah, He's putting down roots. Yeah. Heard it here first. And then next week, Mouse will be mad about it. <laughs> you hear Lonnie Walker bought that house? You hear what he, uh, he paid for it? He, <laughs> he doesn't value himself. Oh man! <laughs> I just don't. I'm just not easily excited. Like I don't. I don't. Well, I don't, don't, know. don't do that again. <laughs> Moving on, Josh. Go ahead and lead us into our uh, NFL coverage. Well, there were some nice. football games this weekend. <sighs> don't do it, Josh. Uh, they call it a super wild card weekend. Uh, several blowouts and arguably the best game of the weekend came down to the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they had the most thrilling, weird ending I think I've seen in a while. <laughs> it went from a very comfortable win to a 
uh, clenching, like, oh, no, at the end. Uh, I'm not much of a, a gloater mouse, so, I mean, you don't have to worry about me being an mm. ass or anything. Uh, I felt like my confidence level going into that game was kind of what happened in the first half. Like, I thought we could do that. And then the second half was my fear of it was kind of why I wouldn't be too cocky going into it because we can just kind of screw things up real quick and, and turn into a different team. But um, the 49ers won. They pulled it out in an albeit controversial, questionable ending. But uh, we're moving on. How are you guys feeling? JD, you're going to take this because I'm, uh, I'm going to squeeze my mic until it pops probably if I, if I get rolling. Well... I think it was just one team had the way better coach. It showed in, you know, offensive coaches will scheme the first, they'll script what the first 20, 25 plays. And Kyle Shanahan scripted a perfect game plan. I think they they didn't punt the first half, didn't they? Or I don't I believe they, so. Yeah. Um, whereas on the other side of the field, even if the Cowboys got things going, they did what they do best, and that's get penalized. They, I think they went into the game as the second most penalized team in the league, and they, I believe they jumped to first by the time the game ended. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 14 penalties in a game, and again, get you up the, up the yeah, ranks. And that's at home. It was a complete failure by the coaching staff. It was a failure from the ownership. I mean, even the, even the stadium was embarrassing on Sunday. The Cowboys had a missed drop, had a drop ball because the glare from our own stadium was coming through. Our punter had to repunt because he hit the scoreboard. Which netted positive yards. For the it record. was just, well, yeah, if you don't hit the scoreboard, the second. It's going to go further. It goes further. <laughs> yeah, but it, it would have <laughs> went through the end zone. How do you know that? Because you can see the the velocity and the angle. It hit the scoreboard. We don't know. I know. Yeah, it went straight up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I knew we'd switch roles on this. On this one, <laughs> it was a complete failure by the entire organization. The I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh my god! Okay, I want to hear your thoughts then. So, man, where, where do I even begin? So there's and Josh, I hope you don't take offense to this. There's no doubt in my mind we're the more talented team. And John's right, we were out coached, right? If the more talented team doesn't win, some something went bad, and and someone's got to pay the piper, right? Someone's got to pay the price for what's happening. But I came on here and I said, hey, last week, 49ers are going to score 20 to 24 points. They scored 23. It's going to be up to our offense versus the 49ers defense. And to me. All the blame goes on Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and Dak Prescott. I don't want to hear about defensive penalties, defense, because they did enough to win the game. Right? No one, the 49ers score, of all the winning teams this weekend, no one scored less than the 49ers in one. If we score 24, we still are the lowest scoring winning playoff team. So... There's no reason we should have the talent that we have on offense and we come up short with 17 points. Like, there's just no way that I I can fathom that and that I can understand how that's acceptable um, in terms of 
penalties. That's without a doubt falls on Mike McCarthy in terms of the lack of offensive production. To me, that's on. So something's got to change. Jerry needs to make some sort of movement here because it's been the same old thing for us year in and year out. And so, um, you know, whether that's firing Mike or Kellen or both, I think something has to be done. And what I think is going to happen, I think they'll let Kellen take a job somewhere else. Let him know he's out the door. He'll take a job and Mike will be back next year which I am okay with. Now, if Jerry wanted right. to fire Mike and Kellen, I'd be okay with that as well. So you realize, so everything you said is right. But you, you do realize, right, that we can't win with Mike McCarthy, right? I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Here, here, here's, because... We're not even close. Like, they're not even close to sniffing a, a trophy. Not even close. Yeah, but that, we, we went into... And, hold on, and he'll never have a roster this stacked. Yeah, he probably won't. This is the best team we've had in a long time going into the playoffs. So, I, so take those uh, two factors and tell me why you think it's possible. Because I, my gut tells me this is the same offense we've had since Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan, and the 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 constant is Kellen Moore, right? Whether Kellen was with Linehan in Detroit, that's his pedigree, right? That's the type of coach he is. That's the type of offensive scheme he runs, and. I think Kellen is the issue. We're not going to get rid of Dak, right? Dak, Dak is a big part of the issue as well. We're not getting rid of Dak. Exactly. So I think if you let Mike be the head coach and call the offense, I he think there, I, I, I can't say that we can't win with him calling the offense. I can't say that. I know we can't win with Kellen. I know that. I don't know if we can't win with Mike. So that that's still – debatable for me I'm, I'm i'm unsure about that because i haven't seen them call the offense with the star in their helmet okay so the cowboys had the most total yards of offense this year so good job, yeah but we know how those numbers you know how those numbers are skewed was it two years ago or a couple years ago when zeke was out and we had that horrible season and Dak was like leading the league but we're, we had a garbage team it's because all of his Points and I mean all yeah all of his points and yards came in like garbage time. Those numbers are skewed. I don't care what the numbers say. Our offense, the first six five games of the season, was completely different than the offense we had going into the playoffs. I take out that Kellen, Philly game. Last year with, with Kellen Moore and without Dak, they were the 14th best offense. So it's hard for me to sit here and say Kellen Moore is the issue. I don't I, think he I did a great job. And then in 2019, they were also the number one offense. So the three years Kellen Moore has called plays, two of the three years they've had the most yards in the league. How, the how many? They didn't. They didn't have a quarterback. If, so it's just, is this game not enough? Like, it, it, assuming all of about that. About McCarthy. About McCarthy. He, he's not calling the plays. He's not. The, we agreed. It's, it's such an undisciplined team. Yeah, but even the undisciplined, even with the penalties. If Kellen calls a better game and schemes the player, we saw what Troy Aikman, I'm sure y'all saw what Troy Aikman said today, which is right on yeah. par cue with everything I've been saying. It's Kellen. It's a scheme. You find a way to get your receivers the ball. You find yeah. a way to scheme your, your guys open. They have the most and yards in the league the last two or three years. Those numbers are so skewed. We haven't won a playoff game in the last two. So I don't care yeah. about the yards. I care you about us being the yeah. only home team 
to lose wildcard weekend and scoring 17 points with arguably the most talented offense in the NFL. Yeah, but you don't care enough. I, I guess it's I'm, weird to me that it's, it's weird. It's weird to me that I we're not going to win with Mike McCarthy. It was obvious with the Packers how much better they got when they ditched him. It's obvious this year with the Cowboys because they're, I mean they're the most penalized team in the league. They're never going to win games like that. I'm, and I'm not going to argue with you and tell you you're wrong. I'm just telling you I can't come to that conclusion yet. I want to see him with a full. He's he's an offensive mind, you know, quarterback guru, right? He's a he's a quarterback guy, offensive guy. I want to see what he does with our offense when he has full reins, because the issues that that the reason I think we've won and done again is because of Kellen and our offense. Again, Dak and Mike have huge parts to blame, but I'm just not willing. The only one I'm willing to call it quits on right now is Kellen, and I hope he doesn't come back. And I hope he takes a job, and I think he will because. After Stephen coming out a couple of days ago, Stephen Jones and saying that Mike will be back, I, I don't expect Kellen to be. Yeah, he'll be and the I'll, scapegoat, and, and it's just and I'll be okay with that. This, I mean, you're not going to win with him. There's a reason why the Packers got way better when he was gone. It's again, he'll he'll never have a better roster than this. Uh, we'll talk about the offseason more after after the Super Bowls. But there's a slew of free agents on this team. They can yeah, still be nuts. a good football team. They can still be a real good football team, but it'll never be as good as this team on paper. And I don't know how many years McCarthy has to be, let's be honest, just a loser till, until we... Yeah. I mean, the dude wasted most of Aaron Rodgers' career. And now I Rodgers, think if, if he's back next year and we have another performance like this or we don't make you know a deep run i i think he's gone yeah, and, I, and again going back yeah going back to it is if they were to fire him this year i'm okay with that but i guarantee you what they're thinking is when you fire your head coach you are almost starting over do you want to at all how uh, how why would you how would you say that why would you say that it's not like college where you have to rebuild the roster with uh yeah but it's everything. sure but it's, it's still giving a new coach and another look i mean yeah, but so chances are we're going to get a new offensive coordinator, head coach, and a defensive coordinator. You can't expect them to be like rocking and rolling and, and make a deep run. I mean, I, w- I would expect at least a year to get acclimated to the new offense. So Again, if you can. Now, then why, why? That's my thing. Because I, I think that I think. I agree with it, but if that's the case, then let's just start it now so we're not doing this in three years. Because I think they think with Dak. And if whoever they bring back, I think with the team, the core, the nucleus they have now, I think they think next year is probably the last year we got. So you don't want to you don't want to call it in with Mike quite yet. You want to give him okay? Let's see let's see what we can do next year. But again, I'm not fighting for Mike here. I'm just telling you, if if they were to fire him, I'm cool with it. You know, I don't. Uh, he's definitely a huge part of the blame. And someone's got to pay. Someone's got to be not not be here next year. I just don't think it's going to be him. I think it'll be Kellen. It sounded threatening. Someone's got to pay. <laughs> so, to your what did point, y'all think about? Hold on. To your point, you say you can't. It's hard to be better when you get a new coach. It's hard Packers, to make. No, our goal every year, especially with talent we have, is going to be win the Super Bowl. Right. That's okay. that's the goal. Let's not so, get better. The last time, the last time somebody dumped McCarthy. They went from six and nine to thirteen and three. 
And what did they do in the playoffs? Uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, to no, be fair, think... they won a Super Bowl with McCarthy. They still haven't done that without yeah, him. Ten years ago. Yeah. I mean, they've been a way better team without him. They're the number one seed right now. They're going down this week, but that's. <laughs> I hope they do, Jesse. Josh. Thanks, man. Uh, 2019. What I'm saying is, first of all, Miles, quit talking Super Bowl. Like, we're nowhere near Super Bowl. We're we just said this is how talented we, we were pretty close to it if we called a better game this week. No, no, we don't get penalized. They went to the conference championship the year after they dumped McCarthy. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. Because right now we're not near the Super Bowl. This, the Cowboys beat up. They took advantage of a very weak schedule. And every time they played a solid football team, they lost. Because coaching matters when you're playing other good teams. Penalties matter. Uh, even this game, the 49ers. Let me, let me, just, let me ask you a 40, question. Hold on. The 49ers had 38 more yards, total yards. That's it. You clean up half the penalties, you probably win the game. So, so you you think your issue is more with this past week, you have more of an issue with the penalties than the lack of offense. The penalties lead to a lack of offense. Yeah, think or of how many holding calls. Yeah. Holding, it's a drive killer right out of the gate. Yeah, sure. So they you, only, they only they So you think without the penalties, we become, you, you think without the penalties, we put up 30, 40 points. Like you think they win the game? I don't know. About they that. were out. They were. They were out. The total yardage again. The total yardage difference was thirty-eight yards. You clean up penalties, you get way more than the, you. There's your thirty-eight yards. There's probably a hundred yards. But let's say you clean up half the penalties. That's what I was going to say. Even. Cut those penalties in half, and I think this game could end different. Yeah, and he's an outsider, and he's talking from his own team. There's a reason why we lead the league in yards, but we don't beat good teams, and that's because we're a very sloppy football team. We can gain the yards. We have a good offense. We have a great. We have the best offense statistically, but we have drive killers. I don't think Dak's great, but I don't think it's fair to judge him off of a team that's so <clears throat> dysfunctional. I do think there's issues with Kellen Moore. I, I think he's. He spreads the ball too much. I think there's times when you should scheme your stars open. But that's minor. I mean, if you're leading the league in off in offense, there's not too many nitpicks. But the penalties are drive killers. Especially in this game. Killed the Cowboys. They're always playing from everyone likes to say the the offensive line's horrible, but when you're trying to convert third and thirteen because of holds and offsides. They couldn't even. They couldn't even get off the field, on a, after a fake punt. They, they tried to be smart. <laughs> that was such a was, weird series. Just, that was horrible. That's, that's coaching. It's stupid. They they convert a fake punt, and they kill all the momentum because they try to get cute. Another penalty. This is just a bad coach team, and they're not going to be better overnight if you don't change the cult. You have to. You have to. I don't mind. Wiping out the entire staff. Dan Quinn's cool, but he's going to get another job. And if you're going to lose Kellen Moore, just clean the staff off. And I'm cool with that. Like, if they were to 
get rid of Mike and Kellen, I would have no arguments with that. Who who would be who would be your your tap on the shoulder? Who are you looking to try and call in? Right now, I would uh, Kansas City's offense coordinator. The enemy. Yeah. You know, I saw something come up. I, I read an article this week that he is uh, he has a past, like a criminal past, in like the so, yeah. the '90s in Colorado, and they said that that might have been preventing him from from getting some of these head coaching jobs. But yeah, I I, I love that. I love I would just get an offensive minded coach, a real one, not one that from 20 years ago. I know it's been a, a pipe dream, something probably name gets thrown around every year with the Cowboys, but there is some talk of Peyton Lee, Sean Payton leaving New Orleans. You'd have to trade picks for that. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see the love for, uh, yeah, the upgrade, but I don't want to give up picks just for a coach when you can just go grab. I mean, you look at, I've, I always want these young offensive minded coaches and that's exactly who's, in the next round of the playoffs. Matter of fact, in the NFC, Tom Brady's older than all the other head coaches. Give me one of those young guys. That are I mean, the enemy is not that young guy, though. No, but he's an offensive-minded coach. Yeah. He's, y'all, a new, he's a newer offensive-minded coach. Y'all would do well with our offensive coordinator. That little, that, that funny-looking dude? He is a funny-looking dude, but everybody <laughs> says he is the run game guru that yeah, is kid. the Robin to Shanahan's Batman that we're going to lose. He's, he's been interviewing this cycle, and he's yeah. going to go somewhere. But he is a run game guru, young mind. That's what's succeeding right now in the NFL. Exactly. You give him Zeke, even if it, Zeke's a little banged up, you give him Zeke and Pollard and a solid O-line, maybe not the best O-line anymore, but solid. Yeah, they make every running back we have. Like all the injuries we've had to running backs, and our running game has yet to slip. Like it doesn't matter who's back there, and they get yards. I really don't want them to leave. And you put C.D. Lamb in that Debo Samuel role. Josh knows what's up. Yeah, that that think about how much of that has to do with Kellen, right? How how many times do you see Zeke run into a lineman's back? That that's just because our our offensive scheme. Whether it's our passing attack or running attack, it's just not very good with Kellen. That's why I want him out of here. And I think he's the most yards in the league. Man, it'd be so funny to hear Mouse if they fired McCarthy and promoted Kellen. Oh, like, <laughs> I would want to be on the next podcast oh, after man. that happened. Just to I listen. Would not, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just sit and listen. My tune would change the way it has with the Spurs. <laughs> I'd be like, no, it would. Yeah, it would. Because I don't want. You don't, bro, I'm telling you, I do not want Kellen. Logic with the Cowboys. Oh, listen. Of course, I listen to Logic. What are you talking about? I'm not that guy. I'm not that Stephen A. guy. You can be clear about that. I am not that guy. I'm giving you numbers and facts, and you're like, "Well, yeah," because numbers numbers can be skewed. We 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 talked about that. The when we have bad seasons, we still lead the league in offense. I don't I don't care about the numbers, right? I want the titles. I want the wins. Well, then you don't want Mike McCarthy. I I guess we're so far from a win. We're so far from it. We we didn't even get out of the wild card round. Yeah, but I think if we change offensive coordinators. Now the the pro- the issue this year is going to be I don't know who the heck we're going to sign and and trying to figure out a way to who to bring back, um, and and how to bring them back. But and we'll do that talk after the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll we'll break down the roster. But I just I don't see how you can if McCarthy is retained. I just don't see any way we'd win the Super Bowl. I don't even know if we'd make the NFC Championship. The Packers. And I'm not saying right we will. I'm not it saying we will. It makes it way harder on us. We're making it harder on ourselves. 
This isn't a, this is a very horribly disciplined team. The roster's not going to be as good, and we're not even out of a wild card round. But so I guess going to get better. To that point, yeah, Mouse. If your team is going to get worse this off season, you expect Mike McCarthy to do more with it next year. Because he's, I expect if they don't bring in a new OC, that he, I, I, I hope his change in scheme will be better. Right, you can have all the talent in the world, and you have Kellen Moore calling the offense, and we score seventeen points in the wild card. Maybe so, you just ran into a legendarily good team this past week. <laughs> you, we could if if we didn't if you weren't just on here talking last week about how bummy your your DBs are. I mean, your front four is. Solid and, and great, dude. But, that scared me when we lost Bosa, and then we lost our yes, star, Fred Warner. Come but on, Charles Amena, who came in and played like a beast when we don't he atta- came. We don't attack it. We see, oh, they have these bums out there, and we we just don't. Kellen does not attack it. You're like, oh, let's run a screen. Well, when you're behind the sticks with penalties, again, they were only 38 yards difference from the winning team losing team. I guess they lost. JD, I, yes. I don't care how many yards the y- yards exactly. don't. I don't care. They scored so, less points. We scored exactly. 17 points. So clean house. Exactly. Clean house. Okay. And I'm cool I don't see why you think McCarthy's what's What's his scheme? I'm not what? saying, I'm not saying he what's is. His scheme? What's his I'm scheme? not saying he is. I, all I'm saying is I can't say that he's not. Oh, to I be can. fair, that mouth man. has towed the line saying, I don't care if he's gone. Yeah. But if he stays, I'd like to if, see if him they fired him. Place. I'm cool with it. I like, I, I get yeah. it. The, the team has not played well. And going back to last week, you hire, the veteran coach who has been to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl because he'll get the best out of your players who come to the playoffs. And he didn't. He absolutely did not. Exactly. So if okay. they were to fire Stop him, there. yeah, if they were to fire him, I'm cool with it. I have no problem. And if they All I'm, it's a success <laughs> as long as Kellen Moore is gone. I hope he gets a head coaching job somewhere. Just, it's just weird. You just said this. How is it a success if they keep him? If if they keep who? McCarthy. Because I think Kellen is more of an issue than McCarthy. How? I, I, uh... I cannot understand how you... We have so much talent. We keep saying more talent than ever before. We haven't gone into playoffs with this much talent. Oh, we talk about our I... offense. And we score oh. 17 points. We can't scheme. Oh, I've been talking about scheme all year. I've been talking about scheme all year. I think it's a clean house. And if they don't... Roger that. Care. I'm going with it. Because coordinators come and go. But if you have a loser head coach, you're just going to lose. You get what you pay for. You well, I think they paid trash. a lot for him. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? You picked up someone's trash and you thought it'll it'll look clean on my shelf. And it doesn't. Time will tell. He was, li- he was literally fired. And the team got way better after him. Yeah, but you look at like Dan Quinn. You look at Andy Reid when he left Philly, and it goes to Kent. I mean, there's, there's sometimes being fired and starting somewhere new is, is good. Oh yeah, but the teams didn't get better when they left. Like the like the Eagles. I mean, the Falcons didn't get better when they dumped Dan Quinn. Didn't... That should have been Exhibit A. Yeah, but the the last year he was in Green Bay. Was was not like the norm for them, right? That was a horrible season. Their defense was garbage, and then they went out and drafted all defense basically. So they revamped their defense, and that's where their issues were. But 
again circles here yeah I just, just someone someone's got to pay right that's, that's what I, leave. <laughs> I don't care who it is someone's got to pay and it's not dak right yeah and that's why i haven't even talked about that because because that's his another reason why you should his mental breakdown on that last play but that's coaching why do you call that play yeah because well if, from McCarthy. if if you if they said we ran that play a hundred times correctly in practice and then you go out there into the big lights and you drop the ball, right? You fail. Some of that is on the player, right? Our stars, our superstars got to show up. I thought his quote was the opposite of that, that they ran it in practice, but never once you didn't hand it to the ref. You would hand it to the center. Yeah. He ran it. He ran it like he was coached. No, what I'm talking my issue with Dak is not necessarily putting the ball down or, Tyler Beatish from Nevada, he just he ran too long. He took too much time off the clock. But that's just stupid play to call. It's just dumb, dumb. dumb. If he gets down two seconds earlier, is it a dumb play to call? It's genius. No, it's genius because you picked up 12, 13 yards. Now you can run almost almost any decent play in your playbook and you don't have to run a Hail Mary. No, it's not a dumb call if Dak gets down two seconds before that. He took too long. Dak Dak crumbled in that play. You're a McCarthy truther. No, I'm not. <laughs> All you have to do. Then that's even more on Kellen. That's more on Kellen. Oh, you don't think McCarthy? Oh, wow. You think McCarthy just chills and lets Kellen run the show, huh? Of course. You don't. You don't start second guessing <laughs> your offensive coordinator. There's no way McCarthy didn't greenlight that last play. Listen, well, and I, I've heard maybe. people say that. I've heard people say he approved it. I don't think he approved it. I think he just didn't not approve it. Like he hears the play on the headset. I don't think he said, oh, no, don't run it. Don't do that. I just think he it, he let it fly again. Josh but it, it's because. He's the head coach. <laughs> if, if that yeah. happens, yeah. you stop it if you don't like it. Yeah. Or if it's dumb because it was dumb. The, the argument so, I've heard of why it wasn't dumb is a shot from the 40-yard line as opposed to him being able to throw a laser from the 20. Yeah. There's, there's a big difference, difference there in, yeah. in trying oh, to no. get there. All you do is run a slant. The, the middle of the field's open. Slants are quicker than a run. You do a quick slant, but you have to coach your players to say, hey, you only have time to get to the 28. You you just ran back and got the yards. Cause, cause the guy still got to run. He, he still had to run. The wide receiver still has to run to get there. You run a straight line. That, what's the fastest point to A and B? Wait, wait. Straight are you, line. Are you Dak suggesting ran... that running the balls and passing the balls the same amount of time? Yes. You have to drop back, of course. The wide receiver still has to run to that spot. I don't take the ball out of it. If he's running a slant, he's still got to run two yards up and then cut across. Absolutely, a straight line is faster. Okay. Absolutely. Wrong, but what? How? <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. I'm gonna come to your house. We're gonna go outside. And I'm gonna run a straight line, and then cool you're gonna run a slant. It's common knowledge. <laughs> no, it's not. There's a reason why nobody runs the ball when they're in a two-minute offense. That's because you need the yards, right? You need longer yards. You need to get out of bounds. There's more to that. Again, I don't have an issue with the play. If Dak commits that play and slides two seconds earlier and we have an option to throw the ball into the end zone on a regular play, I'm good with it. He just yeah, crumbled in that moment. I don't. You, that's coaching. You tell him you, got to, you have to go to the 28. You have to know how many yards you can get. You have to. You left it up to chance. 
Because all they did was say, go get as many yards as you can. How do you, you, you heard him say that or? That's what he did. He yeah, didn't but slide until someone was in front of him. I'm sure he knew in his head when he was supposed to slide or at what. He's probably looking at that clock in front of him that's and thinking coaching. when he's going to slide. And, I'm, and I'm cool. And I'm cool with that. If you, if you want to say it's coaching, that's cool. I, I'm not necessarily arguing with that. But to me, Dak crumbled on that play. If, if as a coach, if they've executed it a hundred times Which and it's worked every time in practice and then it doesn't happen in, in, in a wildcard playoff game, that's on the player crumbling. Josh, who do you think Mouse loves more? Bryn Forbes or Mike McCarthy? <laughs> oh, that's like, who tough. Think, who's he hyped more on this show? I, he wanted, he was okay with both of them being gone, but Oh man, I don't know. I can't decide. <laughs> My question is, who has more Dallas Cowboy gear but hates them more than JD? He's like one of the haters. He's like a he's like a Redskin or a Philly fan. You think like he watches every week and he's obsessed with it, but then he hates them. I I, I don't want to take sides here, but I don't think that's a true statement. <laughs> he does. I don't. You have to just how based on what he disagrees yeah. with both of y'all think something went wrong with the team here y'all disagree yes. on what so why is his version john, of what john enjoys john enjoys like he he gets excited we talked about excitement earlier with the spurs trade john and jd enjoys calling the cowboys out i think he would enjoy. much rather enjoy a super bowl victory yeah. yeah that's true that's true i just think you're more of a fanboy when it comes to the Cowboys. Wow. And especially McCarthy for some reason. Because I've given McCarthy props when he did. Like last week I said, hey, good job on playing the players weeks, week 18. I just don't sugarcoat it. I'm okay saying as long as McCarthy's coach, our chances of winning anything significant is extremely slim. And there's... I just can't say that to be true. I can't say that to be true. I understand it because you want to believe that we'll have a good shot next year. And that's yeah, okay. Of course. That's yeah. okay. Absolutely. I, I want to believe I guess we're I'm more realistic. I could see I could see I think you're what? more pessimistic. Okay. I just and maybe maybe I'm the optimist. Done. Maybe I'm the optimist. You are. I'm I'm an optimistic Dallas Cowboy fan and you're a pessimistic Dallas Cowboy fan. Maybe those are our roles. And Josh is our our Molly Quorum. It's 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 funny to me that it's such a huge thing and again if I, we live in a if, if and ifs and buts, whatever. But if Dak gets down two seconds earlier and throws a touchdown, like it's such a small, like game of inches sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. you could be having the conversation that, man, Mike Mike McCarthy came back from down twenty three to seven, and, that, and yeah. that could spark spark his playoff run. The correct. Way it's just critical. this isn't a, a point I'm trying to make that either one of y'all is right or wrong. It's just so. Yeah. Yeah, like you have everything on this team right now, so part of me can see where Mouse is coming from. That one thing goes different in that game, and we're not even having this conversation. But conversely, things don't ever seem to go that way for y'all. So I get exactly. why I get the other yeah. side. So you you know why they don't go right? If, the coaching. No, no. Nope. They have the talent. Nope. Because Jerry Jones back in 1994 made a deal with the devil. To win one more Super Bowl, and he cursed us so, forever. Josh, who's crazier? This guy will believe he won't believe he won't give McCarthy enough 
fault. But no, he I wouldn't. What, what, what don't you, where do you think I don't give him enough fault? What do you want me to say to him? Like, so what? Just, okay, so we brought up Dak's slide the last play. Yes. And you went out of your way, like, to say, to defend McCarthy. I'm not defending McCarthy. Yes, I'm putting the blame on Dak. I know, but you even you said, well, I choose to believe that McCarthy heard it in his headphones but didn't stop it. Those are your words. Like, those yeah, yeah, words. I do. I do think that. That's goofy. That's, that's crazy. I, I do think that. So what do you think happened? Hey, guys. I don't know coach. if you noticed I left. <laughs> so what do you think happened? If, if that's not he's true, what do you coach. think happened? He called, he's, he called the play? So you're saying either, now you think – He either called my, it or he's, he's That's goofy. It. For you to say Michael McCarthy called the last play is goofy. You think he called that play? That's what you said. Or he, or he, at the very least, he gave it a stamp of approval. He's the head coach. By what? what? How do you give a stamp of approval when you're on the sideline? What do you mean He's by that? He's the head coach. I know, but what do you what do you mean when you say you get he? I just want to see if we're on the same page or not. Keller, right Moore, you say Mike, this play. is what I'm thinking of doing. Yeah, I guarantee and you, Mike he, McCarthy wasn't sitting there with pop like like us. Hey, I wonder what we're gonna do here. Like, <laughs> you, it's weird because you think. Do you really think he just sat there and like, all right, you guys do what you want? No, I, I he think he heard the play. Yeah, and again, I don't even I don't I don't think it was a bad call, even to Kellen. I don't think it was a bad call. Because as we continue to say, Dak slides two seconds not, earlier. But that's the it's, thing. It's, it's, it's not a I don't call, think it's a bad call. But you have to coach him and tell him how far he can run. You have to know that. Yes, absolutely. And you have to tell and, him honestly. Trying to do that play and then spiking it is stupid. You, you, you not if you get down two place. seconds earlier. If he gets down two seconds earlier, it's not. Even then, you're you're risking. Obviously, you know why it's stupid because it didn't work. Because that's exactly what probably would have happened all the time. Yeah, that's and we you're and we heard it, who, you're cutting who, it too close. You have who to broke it him, down? Who broke it down on? Was it NFL? Dan, Dan Orlovsky broke it down. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, I mean, that was a great breakdown. And he said, too, when he gets that close and you're inside that mark, Dak should have snapped the, had everybody run go routes and snapped the ball and threw it. But again, Dak yeah. crumbled under those lights. Dak crumbled. The, the play call was to spike it. But yeah, but like he said, you have, you have that audible. You know, right? Okay. I don't know if I don't have four seconds. I'm what? saying, I'm saying, it should have been called. You should have called two plays. Dak, you're gonna run and slide, and then Dak, you're running. You're all running go routes. I agree. That's where coaching failed him. Do you do you I'm know they did it? I'm in, yeah, because he spiked it. Can we just place blame across a few different people instead of? Yeah, I think we're I, both trying I, to say like, oh, I, no, this person messed up or Dak messed you, up. I guarantee you, Dak was told to spike it because Dak spiked it. It was probably a questionably bad play call, and it was also a questionably bad decision by Dak not to slide two seconds I'm just earlier. Not gonna, All things I'm not, can be true. Yeah, I'm just yes. not going to say Dak choked because that's a you're. It's not a smart play call. And well, I, I will go on record and have no issue saying, Jack Dak crumbled under the lights on that play. Oh, I know you will because you don't want to say McCarthy. Shoot, yeah, I would say Kellen before McCarthy. <laughs> I know, oh, I agree with that. 100%. I know you would. <laughs> He's our offensive That's coordinator. A, I believe that with all my heart, Mouse, that you would say Kellen before McCarthy. I would. I, I really would. And you if just McCarthy keep thinking that. Fired. You keep thinking Mike McCarthy called that last play. He called it if, in. If He's McCarthy the one play all year Mike McCarthy got on the headset and actually called it in. 
if McCarthy got hit, if he got in a car accident, you'd be like, man, Kellen Moore must have messed with his brakes or something. I, I just I, don't. I don't get I, it because I, I started this segment by saying they can fire Mike, and I'm good with it. I'm not like a, I know, but in your I'm heart, not a Mike lover. Know. I just hate Kellen Moore. Are you saying Kellen Moore, or you hate him more? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I just I love your passion for Mike McCarthy. I hope. Can we talk I about hope. something positive? The Spurs are. No, because and, you that's then you flip, then you turn into everything the Spurs do sucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, that, that's your flip. There's a there's a coin. There's a flip that switches with you. I'm happy they're about to win a game. What's funny is Coach Pop in that front office has a bunch of skins on the wall and deserves. They they deserve. We're the we're the you give the Cowboys. We're like you're the yin to my yang, and I, yeah, both on this topic on Cowboys and Spurs. Yeah. So when I it comes agree. to the Spurs, you're I the agree. optimist. And I'm the pessimist. And when yes. it comes to the Cowboys, I'm the optimist and you're the pessimist. Yes. Except history's on my side. Yeah, right. What do you mean? The Spur- the Cowboys have the longest drought of not winning a what is what is it? The eleven games without eleven yeah, that, times yeah. they've gone to the playoffs, not even made it. Never made the NFC championship, yeah. Yeah. History that's what I'm not gonna keep well, I am. Next Sunday next year I'm gonna be every Sunday. I'm gonna get optimistic. I'm like, man, McCarthy's not that bad. We're leading the league in offense again. Are, are we? Uh, are, do we think Stephen Jones is telling the truth and, and we're keeping Mike? I or do you not. think he's going to be out of there? I hope not because this they, we need a do-over. This team's not that great. We're very good at beating bad teams. We're very good at be- we're good at winning the games we're supposed to, and we're not good at beating good football teams. Yeah, yeah you can just out talent bad teams even with bad coaching. Exactly. And that's yeah. Exactly, yeah, you go, Josh. That's and that's what I want to avoid. Give this good roster to a new coach. Even if McCarthy could be a genius, it just doesn't work here. It just doesn't work. And evidence shows it. You could be right. You could I am right. be right. Like Josh, and next, Josh if, made it. Josh said it perfectly. You can out talent, even with bad coaching, bad teams. That that's what I'm talking about. Kelly, he's talking about Kellen. I'm speaking for Josh. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to be a mediator here in a divorce uh, agreement. <laughs> this is an ugly divorce. I'm not sleeping tonight. I want you to. And I got my. I got my toddler. You should want. I got my. Yourself. I do. I I want a Super Bowl. You should want greatness. And I thought this this year was going to be it. Both of I you do. want a Super Bowl. Both of you want greatness. You think there's different ready. ways to get there, but since you have no control over it, you just debate it and then get happy or sad when it does or doesn't happen. I need to demand more out of this franchise. I do. I demand. I need, I need, I need curtains on the windows. <laughs> I need the roof open more often. I need Jerry. T- I want Jerry to pretend that he cares if we win you don't think he does really oh no. yeah I that's know. i think that man proof was is a, proof is i've seen point. him say he, he would give anything to win another super bowl and i, I truly believe that i don't at all because he look how long he kept jason garrett i think he's well maybe he's bad at making decisions no i just think he, he's okay with the status quo he's okay with yeah. status quo 
I don't believe if, that. If he wanted to win more than anything in the world, he would hire a GM. What if he's just not very smart? Okay. What um, if he thinks you know he can do it best? Okay. But he is smart. He got it. He's not born into money. He's a smart man. He's he's worried about making money because if he cared about winning about everything else, there'd be curtains. You know what makes money? Going to the Super Bowl. That makes a but lot of money. It's, it's still they're still the most profitable franchise in sports. Yeah, he of makes money. You know what makes money? You know what helps the team? Curtains. And I'm I'm half joking, but I'm not right. Those windows are pretty big. You know how much those curtains cost? They're oh, Josh, there's already <laughs> curtains. They put curtains. I can do on a curtain or a drape. Is it a curtain or a drape? I don't Whatever know. Whatever it is, Josh, for concerts, they already have curtains for that. They just choose. Jerry Jones would rather it look cool on TV than Cedric Wilson catch that pass for a first down. And Mouse, that's exactly why I don't think I don't believe the whole. Oh, I would do anything for a championship. Nah, he's cool. It looked cool on TV. Man, that play too. That was a first down, if I if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The proof is in the pudding for me. It's tangible evidence. Why did why do they call that route? Knowing that sun's there. Oh. What does it matter imagine? if he's open? If you can't see me. Can you? Yeah. Why would you put Kellen, your receiver that, right there? Is that Kellen Moore's first time calling the play in, in the, an afternoon game in AT and T Stadium? Could you imagine saying, "Hey, here's our playbook for the hours of three to four when the sun." That puts your team at such disadvantage after your games. Do you still want to tell me that he cares about winning that much? I, I think he does. I, I, I think he cares about winning, and I, I think he just looks at those win, mirror windows as it has an equal chance to impact us or the other team. It's a game. It probably <laughs> won't decide the game kind of thing. And, I mean. It's like the either. green monster. You don't blame Boston. For the Green Monster, it's, it, it, Josh is but exactly it, right. It's more of a disadvantage to the visiting but team. The than difference it is, is, but the no, it's not. It, of course, it is. We no, play in it both, every it eight games a year. We should that know better. Means you play in crappy sunlight more than any other team. No, that well, that's, that's only exactly if it's it an afternoon game. First off, and you should know better. It's like a thirty-minute window. So what do you when, do? Is you just throw sidelines. All right, defense. Even the defensive cornerback. All right, they can't throw in the middle because of these stupid-ass windows. That puts yourself at a disadvantage because the Niners play in that stadium once every few years. They only have to put up with it one time. Cowboys have to put up with it eight games a year. That's a disadvantage. It's basic math. And it's dumb. And I don't care if the curtains look stupid. Can you please put them on for for these afternoon games? And he won't because it looks cool. So Maybe you should. And, uh, that's, and that's why I will never give him the benefit of the doubt of, oh, he wants to win so bad. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's fine. Um, Spurs Twitter, Mr. Ty Yeager tweeted, and is this true that they they have the only stadium built east to west instead of north to south? Is there any truth to that where that happens? I, I don't know, know if that was just a random funny tweet or if that was a, a legit fact that there's this built in a way that the sun. It is built in the way where the sun comes to those windows. Other stadiums, it doesn't matter if it's east to west because they don't have those silly windows. You know what I mean? I mean, is some there... do. I think Minnesota has some windows. I mean, we're the only ones with that issue. And I didn't well, want to talk about it this much. I just wanted to point out Jerry Jones 
he's fine as long as he's making money. He's going to gloat about this being the most watched wildcard game in the last five years. I don't agree with that. I think he's fucking and losing no, his shit. But the tangible evidence would prove otherwise. If he keeps everybody on this coaching staff, then then you're right. If he doesn't, and he lets go of his, his boy Wonder, Kellen Moore, then, then you're wrong. No, because he'll keep McCarthy. <laughs> hey, I saw Fish tweeted something earlier. Uh, you know, Fish Sports, obviously, from up in Dallas. Um, that McCarthy said something in the press conference today about wanting an, an OC to call plays even if he's a head coach. Like, he thinks it's better for the team. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't want to bring it up because I don't want to pressure McCarthy dreams, but yeah, I mean, it isn't bad. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan calls plays. Oh, you can do it. McCarthy chooses. He doesn't want to. Yeah. That was lively. And we know Kyle Shanahan calls plays. He, he walked it up and down our defense. One of the best things I saw that he did was every time Parsons blitzed, he threw a quick slant right in the middle where Parsons should be. Every time. Like he that's used That's a that's a nice way to scheme. That scheme, you know, taking advantage of yeah. what the defense gives you is great. I can't wait. I want a head coach like that. Offensive coordinator. Someone calling the plays that does that. Yeah, sure. Head coach. That's what you want. <laughs> you think <laughs> Who you think cares if it's a calling the plays? Oh yeah. Coordinator. <laughs> Yeah, the guy thinks my McCarthy's out there calling plays. If he's not calling plays, then he's no you. I mean, he's supposed to be an offensive coach. If he's not, if now, he's and, as uninvolved with the offense as you say he is, then he's just there to sit there. I mean, that's kind of what you described him as. Is he just sits there and watches the game? Oh, and he has uh, horrible clock management all year long too. Forgot about that. Which makes me think. He was very much involved with that DAC play. He's been scrutinized like crazy for horrible clock management. And that DAC slide was just a second too bad. Yep. So that evidence would suggest McCarthy not only okayed it, but was a big proponent of it. He called it. He called it. You heard it here first, J.D. He said Mike McCarthy called the last play of the game. And (laughs) he should. I mean, he's a head coach. But anyways, I want you to want more like I do. I do. I want. Demand, I want it all. Be mad about it. You're like. You're I am. I'll be mad. I'm right. My my anger subsided after about a day. What? I'm used to it. This is the way it's been. My anger will spark up again if we don't make any changes. I keep saying it. Someone's got to pay the piper. As long as someone pays, and I'm happy they bring in, then I'll be ready to go next year. Okay, so it was confirmed by SI.com, Kellen Moore called the play, Coach McCarthy confirmed the call on the headset. Yeah, that's that's what what they've been saying. Then why were you saying you don't think he said anything or didn't? I I, I said that he... He confirmed it. He heard it come through. He didn't call it, right? It, I think he's just he let it go. And again, my biggest thing with this, I don't have an issue with that play. I don't even think it's a bad call for Kellen, and I don't like him. I think the issue there was Dak. If you want for that play, I'm okay with that. It wasn't the play call. It was the execution that hurt me with that last play. Okay, and we'll move on. 
I just, I hope we have a whole new staff. I really do. Don't Penguin don't set your hopes. But, but. Do we do we have any shot at keeping him? Like, do you think there's any way he's back now? I'm having a lot a of fun. Failed, he's he's a failed head coach. You'd be playing with fire if you hired him, right? Yeah. You're hoping that he's figured things out. I mean, they did coach. go to the Super Bowl one year, but it was yeah, garbage was after true. that. But he had Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Nah. It was a very good staff. Yeah, Dan Quinn on defense, Kyle on offense. So if you can pair him up with a really good offensive coordinator, then it's a good hire. What about uh what about Dak's comments after the game? He apologized uh, for him. For the rest. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind it's the heat of the moment. You're putting a microphone in front of um emotional players. Yeah, yeah. And again, the fans put him in that position by throwing garbage on the field. Do you yeah, think he walked him back. If he doesn't walk those comments back afterwards, then it's an issue. after but you settle then, down. Yeah, he, he settled down and walked him out. But even then, the fans put him in that position by now, throwing I'm, garbage. Right? Because he's got to he, defend. He's got to say, no, it wasn't for us. Yeah, D-Law said, see, that, that cup or whatever was thrown was a few seconds the refs maybe a second or two after the refs got in and it came like right for D-Law's head I, I don't even know if I'm buying that the fans weren't throwing it at, at the players I again and you're right I'm not I don't know who they were th- you'd have to ask those people which I don't condone I'm saying to Dak's comments yeah one he's pissed yeah for two, sure he's having to defend the fan base by you know by deflecting it towards the officials. So it's just a bad situation to put a player in. So I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm gonna, it is what it is. The fans put him in that position. He's probably upset that the ref didn't put the ball down in time, whether it's his fault or, I mean, it's the heat of the moment. And and he's put in a weird spot by the fan base throwing trash. So I'm, I'm okay. And then he walked like, like to Josh's credit. And then he walked it back. He said, Hey, I shouldn't have said that. So I'm not going to dwell on it. And I'm not like this big Dak supporter. I like him, but I just think he was put in a weird, difficult spot at a horrible time. I mean, we've seen Terrell Owens cry after a play- You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's emotions after a playoff loss. Yeah, I think he's earned the right to maybe be a little snippy every once in a while. Yeah, was, this isn't a regular occurrence for him. It's yeah. a one-off. He's fine. Now, so can we get? Can we give? Uh, Oh wait, are we done Cowboys talk? Yeah. Are we I was gonna ask Josh any any insight on the upcoming week and, and your team and, and the pack? Um I think across the board most people have picked the Packers. I can't make an unbiased pick. Like in my head, our strength is running the ball. Their weakness is stopping the run. I think they're near the bottom in any statistical run category. We will have to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. It seems like if we have a chance, that's it. Um, yeah. I think it'll be closer than people give it. I don't know that I'd pick us to win, but I'm going to go ahead and pick us because, you know, I'm, I'm a blind fan. So I think we'll, we'll win a close one where we just control the clock. You convinced me. Yeah. Hey, did, I, did, Josh, did, or did Josh go to your house uh, without a shirt the other day or? 
He actually had a, watch the game shirt. he had a Jerry Rice shirt. Oh, he did. It's an yeah. old Tecmo Bowl shirt. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, it just says touchdown Jerry Rice with an 8 bit pixel version of Jerry Rice on it. Was that new one? Or you, you had... I had it a couple years ago. It wasn't my uh, E40 shirt. Um, oh, that, right. one, that one actually fit, but it was real stiff. And uh, I didn't have time to like wash and dry it. So I, I grabbed an old one that, that still somehow fit me. There you go. Yeah. And just know it was. Uh, how when how I, were the boys? Did they treat you well? John's boys? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, one of them kept, you know, even when the game was out of hand, he would, your team's going to lose. And I'm like, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty, pretty well-trained boys. So they, they didn't really, one of them wasn't even watching the game. Um, but the little one doesn't sit and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But the bigger it, one yanked his jersey off and threw it at the TV. Yeah. Really? He kept tripping me. I'd get up to go to the bathroom and he would trip me. Um, <laughs> no, it was fun. And, but I, I genuinely like, I, I, I hate gloating. I, I don't like it. But I didn't even really want to celebrate when we would do something good because yeah. I would just feel bad. Like, I want to win this game. <laughs> but, like, it didn't stop them from celebrating because when yeah. y'all were coming back, y'all were yelling <laughs> wow. and cheering. You're taking shots. <laughs> but the whole game, I was like, man, I want to, like, yeah, like, you know, but. I, I didn't. I, oh, that's hilarious. You're more um, dignified and considerate of your friends. Yes. Than, than no, I don't, I don't think it's that. I Again, it's embarrassing to <laughs> talk shit and then lose. Uh, yeah. I think so much of me as an adult can be traced back to specific moments in my childhood. And I remember being in the minor leagues at uh, Columbia Little League. And it was my first year not playing t-ball. And before the game, we talked so much trash to the other team back and forth. And we lost. And I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and... <laughs> I think little things like that stick in my head to where like, even when we were up 23 to seven, I was like, don't, you can't say anything. I mean, you never know. You could still lose. So yeah, I'm just not much of a gloater. Yeah. You know who didn't lose? Me and you, Josh Columbia football little league. I still have a jacket that says we went undefeated. (laughs) I have, I have a couple of those as well. Does yours say a Joshy Spees on it? Mine says mouse. No, nah, it says Joshua. Did yours really say mouse? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Dang, that's cool. No, mine just says, uh, I didn't get Joshy until, it, with this group, it was Charlie uh, that started the whole Joshy movement. Got it. He wasn't Joshy until. Yeah. Our, one of our other original co-hosts. What is that right, loser so, up to? That's for sure. Maybe we'll get him back for something. He can be. He can referee our next fight, Mouse. There you go. Get him back for uh, <laughs> October, so we can make him watch more scary movies. Oh, oh yeah. We could do that. Speaking of what we're watching. Good segue. Got, like that. I've learned a few things in the last couple of years. <laughs> Josh, what are you watching? Spotlight. Like, I thought that segue was more more Joshy doing. No, nah, he. No. I, I had no intention when I started that. So oh, he he right. took a regular statement. There um, you go, being I dignified and <laughs> outside of some football, uh the only thing I really watched that's new is I went to the movie theater to see the new Scream movie. How was it? Um I think if you like the Scream franchise, you'll like the movie. I haven't really cared for them since the first one. 
uh, I just, I was off Friday and I wanted to get out of the house. So I just went to watch that. It was the only thing that I cared to see. And uh, it's fun, but they're, they kind of all follow a very, very similar storyline and, and uh, pattern. So it was good. It was all right, I guess. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to people who take my opinion on movies. But it was all right. And that's really it. I, uh, at home, my TV was covered up for so much that I really had just been on my phone for a lot of the time. So football games and that movie. Mouse, what are you watching? Man, I uh, watched another episode of 1883, which we, we talked about. Did you, did you catch the latest one, J.D.? I, I did. Josh, did you watch that? Nope. Oh, okay. I need what to stop. I, I don't. I don't watch Yellowstone, <laughs> uh, but I don't need to watch Yellowstone, right? Because this takes place before. That's, that's correct. Before it. Yeah. So yeah, I can catch up on it. Yeah. So I watched the uh, 1883. I, th- I thought you you posed a, a good question in group group text. I don't know if anybody responded, but it, it left me wondering, like thinking, when did girls start shaving their underarms in America? <laughs> that's the. Question. <laughs> <laughs> I already thought it was a different question, but (laughs) are you asking because in the show they do or they don't, and you want to know if it's accurate? They do not, or there's a girl that does not. Okay, so they're in the wild west. So I think John asked it. Someone asked it, and I I was wondering. That's a good question. It was was you, right? (laughs) So watch 1883, which is on Paramount Plus. Um, Watched. uh, I liked it, man. I thought I thought this was one of the the better episodes of the season so far. I mean, I think it was only like four or five, but. Um, I liked it a lot. A little bit of heartbreak in it, which is good. So I just googled it. It was early twentieth century, so early nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred, yeah. So eighteen eighty three. Sure. Obviously, they're still uh, they're still growing the pits. Yeah, <laughs> that's a random uh, cultural accuracy to to think about. Like, yeah. hey, girls got to somebody might question this if they see shaved armpits. So grow them out, ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. true. Credit to the show. They yeah, probably somebody, have a good, somebody thought about that. They got a good offensive coordinator calling <laughs> calling the shot. <show>. Yeah. <laughs> um, watch 1883. I watched the SEAL Team, which is also on Paramount Plus. I we t- talked about it before. I don't. I thought that thing was over. Somehow I'm still getting episodes of it. So I watched that, and I'm trying to finish up Friday Night Lights. We brought it oh, back. I know we stopped watching it for a while. Um, and so have this, you seen it? I haven't seen this TV show. Not, not all of it. Uh, Yes, I haven't seen. No, I'm I'm in the last season. It's so oh, good. Okay. You're in yeah. East Dillon, huh? Yeah, we have been in East Dillon. Um, the daughter just came back from college. They were like, Julie Taylor's a slut, and so she's back from from college. Oh, she's with a teacher, right? Yeah, with the teacher. Yeah, yeah the TA. Right. Okay, okay. So I think we. Uh, um. That's what I was doing earlier. I, I wasn't even looking at my phone when we were trying to record a little bit earlier, and I completely missed it. So uh, I was watching, trying to get an episode in. I think I'm on episode seven or eight, and there's 13, so I got like oh, five or six left. Done. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Seal Team, uh, 1883, and, and Friday Night Lights. All right. I have a pretty solid list because football is dead to me. <laughs> I've avoided uh, ESPN all week as well. I got I watched Peacemaker on HBO Max. For those that don't know, it's it's a DC show, but it's kind of a how do I explain it? 
Peacemaker is basically Captain America, but rated R. Like if he was a jerk. Oh. Like like if he was borderline racist. Um, so the show Peacemaker, you don't have to watch anything before it. It's uh, it's technically a superhero show, but it's it's more of a R-rated comedy is what I would classify it as, mixed in with a superhero show. Uh, it's really good, but they go out of their way. Sometimes it's like a little overkill to let you know that this is rated R. Like, okay, we get it. You can say the F word over and over. But uh, it's a good show. It's funny. Uh, again, just think of uh, may- uh, maybe racist Captain America. Kind of sounds like the boys. I'm sure it's, you know, it's a spin off that. Uh, James Gunn, who does Guardians of the Galaxy, is the writer, director, producer. I think his wife's one of the heroes on the show, so he's heavily involved. If you like that kind of humor, just turned up a notch. Uh, you'll like Peacemaker. There's three episodes already on HBO Max. I don't know what days they come out of new ones, but that's something I will check for. Even the opening sequence sequence is really funny. If you want to just Google that, I'm sure it's on YouTube already. The opening credits, they do a funny dance. It's good. Um... Uh, I watched Crime Scene Times Square on Netflix. It's one of it's one of those true crime documentaries. I think it's three episodes. It's really good. Uh, it's about a murder in Times Square from the late seventies, early eighties, and it's crazy because you know Times Square nowadays is very Disney-fied, right? There's all these lights. You know, there's a Hershey's store, Toys R Us, or whatever toy store. You know, it's very family-friendly. Back then, it was nothing but pornography. And, you know, hookers and a lot of seedy stuff going on. So in this world, there's a guy going around killing ladies of the night. Oh. So so the show is about him and the murders. And it's also about how Times Square was a very dangerous place and how it converged into what it is today. So it's, it's real good. It's on Netflix. Uh, and then I watched some sitcoms. I watched American Auto. It's a new show on NBC. It's pretty funny. I think oh, I've seen the previews for that. It looks yeah, funny. It's pretty good. There's I think there's three or four episodes already. Um, I watched Abbott Elementary, which is on ABC. I talked about that last week. There's, I think, four or five episodes of that. I watched The Wonder Years, the new one. That's a really good show. It's a very well-written show. That just that show just keeps getting better and better. I think there's already like eight or nine of those. Uh, you can also find those on Hulu. Uh, the NBC shows you can find on Peacock. And then I started How I Met Your Father, which is a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. I thought I was... My wife wanted to watch it. It's with Hillary Duff. It's actually really good. Oh man, it looked terrible. Yeah, it looked, <laughs> the previews look bad. It really does. I had no desire, and I watched the first two episodes or three, however many they released. It's good. It's really good. They don't try. Are there any the... characters like the same from both series, or is it completely different? No, it's okay. completely different. Um, and they don't try to copy the characters from the original show. Like, there's not a Barney, or there's not, you know, yeah, there's yeah. similarities to the story, but 
it's a it's its own show. It's really good. Um, there's a Mexican girl on the show, and the first episode, she wears a Selena shirt the whole time. I know that's, that's cool. Uh, so uh, I know that's something people look for. It's good. I actually enjoyed it. Again, it's way better than the previous Naked Look. The previous Naked Look like garbage, but it's way better than that. And... The way it seemed to me when I saw the previews, like that 70s show, I was never really big into it, but it 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 was a well-written, good show about the 70s. And then they came out with that 80s show, which tried so hard to yes. just play jokes about it being in the 80s instead of just yes. a good show. That's how the previews for this one felt. Like, How I Met Your Mother was well-written, but the previews for this one just seemed kind of outlandish. But I'm glad to hear it's normal. I kind of want to watch it now. The way you just... Man, you're you're very well with words. That's exactly what I would have... That's exactly how I would picture the previews for this show. Good job. Thanks, man. But, but just so you know, it's a good show. Uh, and that's it for me. Wait, 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 wait. There's one I was—I thought you were going to talk about uh, a conspiracy oh, documentary. That's right. So last week, Mouse brought up the JFK conspiracy on Showtime, and what this is is so Oliver Stone directs this. He also directed the movie JFK. The movie JFK takes a lot of liberties with the truth. Like when I was a kid, I thought all of it was true. And I was like, oh my God, we got to find out who did this. But I've always been, it, that movie did make me obsessed with the whole JFK um, assassination. So when Mouse told me about that conspiracy show on Showtime, I had I watched it like that night. <laughs> it is really good and it deals in facts. It brings up a lot of great points. A yeah. lot of great points. And it makes you want to the crazy thing is we're in a time right now where more and more documents are getting released finally. So this this documentary digs into the documents that have been released within the last couple of years. And we're finding out new stuff. And we're going to keep finding things out. I think until 2029 is when the final documents will be released. But if you haven't watched it already, watch it. I think it's only two hours long. Yeah, it's not too. It's not too long at all. It, it's very much worth your time. Um, what did you say it was on? Showtime. Uh, even for someone like me who I thought had studied that assassination, there was new things I had I, that I learned about it. Were very well done. So, was there somebody else there? Do you think there were two shooters? I don't know. There probably was. Yeah. I'm more into Lee Harvey Oswald's past. Yeah, the fact that he went to Russia and came back, and we just let him. The fact that he was flagged by the FBI, but right before JFK went to Dallas, they lowered his security threat level low enough to where he wouldn't be flagged on the day of, since he worked there. Things like that. There's a lot of little things that makes me think he was actually working for the government. Also, the whole thing about JFK had to cancel his Chicago trip because of an assassination. Attempt. Yeah, that was interesting. There's just a, there's a lot. That, that, that show's really good. There's a lot on there. But, uh, yeah, very much worth your time. I think it's called JFK Revisited, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, check that out if you have Showtime. 
And before we go, I I didn't have a chance to go out for a, a new restaurant review or brewery review. You know, COVID's got a little, made things a little tighter around here. But I, what I wanted to ask our guest, Josh, if there's a restaurant that you want to just give a shout out to, something that we've already reviewed, something that you just love with all your heart. Uh, I guess I, the better question is what's what's one of your favorites around San Antonio? Uh, Gilbert's. Ooh, I, I did go there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's a place we've been, and it's a place that during COVID constantly kind of gives me concern because it's as small business as small business can be. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a type of place that you could see go under because people don't go during COVID. But uh, uh, it's it's my favorite Mexican food um, in the city, and it's just a cool spot. Sometimes you get to hear some singing while you're there. Uh, yeah, so- it's just one of those places that if you are looking for a place to go, it's a small business, go it's good. The food's good. The environment's fun. They got old gyms benches in there and uh, it's just a fun place to go eat and you're going to have good food. Yeah. So Jim, oh, I'm sorry. Gilbert's <laughs> is a very small hole in the wall restaurant off of Marbach at 410. It's owned by Gilbert, who's an old Tejano singer. He's actually in the Tejano Music Hall of Fame. Uh, to Josh's point, sometimes he'll crank up the Tejano music and He'll do some dancing while you're while you're eating. It's a, it's as much a hole in the wall as you can call a hole in the wall. Like it's a <laughs> hole in the wall. The food's great. Uh, the service is great. I did go there two weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's 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 just, and it's your basic Mexican food. Like there's nothing crazy. Uh, I guess the only thing the Javi special, right, Josh? Yeah, it's a uh, carne quesada inside enchiladas. Uh, yes. It's amazing. And I don't know why more places don't do that. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I hate when I find a meal I love somewhere that stops me from trying other things. Uh, You're only going to get that when you go Yeah, there, right? it's one of those like, all right, I got the hobby special the first time. Now 90% of my visits are hobby specials. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. All right. Well, good, good. Very good call on that one. We were here before. It's on our Instagram. You can also go on our Instagram account and find all kinds of restaurants and breweries and things to do around San Antonio. Um, it's at Spurs and Salsa on Instagram. That's also our Twitter account. And we also have a Facebook page. And that's, I think that'll do it. We spent a lot of time fighting, but uh, I think we'll be, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be nicer to each other next week. Because <laughs> the Cowboys, Cowboys can't piss, they can't piss us yeah, off. Yeah, they divide us. They they united us all year. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and it all came crashing down. Winning, winning fixes a lot of issues. Yeah, it does. Next week, we'll talk more Spurs. We'll probably dive more into um, the roster constructed, the season so far, uh, NBA in general. And we'll we'll talk a lot more about NFL playoffs. We'll see if Joshie's Niners can pull off the upset. Fingers crossed. There you go. All right, until next week. Go Spurs, go.